Welcome into A to Z Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. BetMGM, the best sports app uh, when it comes to sports gambling on the market. Also, Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin, Austin, and I. If you have an injury, Bone and Joint is the place to go. They will fix you up, whether it's your shoulder, your hip. If you have uh, an injury or something is bothering you, Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin. Also, Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. I drive a Hyundai. I absolutely love my Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great deal. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Plus, Mandu. Mandu, I got my Mandu on, on on Tuesday, feeling good after a week off because of the snow week, got me back in shape. It it literally stimul- or simulates five hours of workout in just 15 minutes. That's Mandu.com. Calvin and Subtle, where you can get your hardwood floors. We'll talk about them a little later. I got a great interior design idea for everybody in the Middle Tennessee area, and it has to do with CalvinandSubtle.com and Renner's Warehouse. $89. That is all that it takes to rent out your house and have have somebody take care, care of that for you. All the ups and downs, you can rent it out. You can get money to manage your house. It's only $89. Go to rentalswarehouse.com. Jack, let's get started with the news, and that is J.J. Watt. This is what happened yesterday, all right, because I want your initial opinions. I love how I'm doing a show not with Austin because I'm going to get some new opinion on here. This is the news that happened yesterday. John Clayton, it was reported, says J.J. Watt won't be coming to Pittsburgh, talking about the Steelers, so no brotherly love there. Tennessee, Green Bay, and Buffalo are the three teams, and then you have the Las Vegas Raiders as the dark horse. Jack, what's your initial reaction about that tweet? Well, I think it's important uh, to realize that John Clayton also tweeted a follow-up. Hey, look, these aren't the final three teams. These are the leading three right now. And it's a process that J.J. Watt went on Twitter and said, hey, look, it's not going to be done you know, immediately. He, I think he had a tweet that said, you know, it takes me a few minutes to sit there and look through DoorDash to see what I want to eat for dinner. You know, picking my next team isn't going to happen, you know, in the, in the snap of a finger. But as a Titans fan, I think you have to love this. Any any and every option should be poured through when it comes to bolstering the defensive line for next season. J.J. Watt adds an element of familiarity. You know, he, he's been in Vrabel's defense. Um, he, he's been around some of, some of the schemes that Vrabel likes to run. You factor in, you know, the veteran leadership aspect. The Titans lost Jarrell Casey last year. Who was, who, who was their leader? Who did they turn to? People thought maybe Rashawn Evans could step into those shoes early. Well, we saw week one when he got ejected against Denver that he wasn't ready for that role. So Watt not only brings an element of leadership, but look, he he brings productivity. He, he he's a you know a Hall of Fame defensive end, and to to add him to the Titans' pass rush, I, I think you sign sign on the line or sign on the dotted line as as quick as you can. Yeah, well, and I want to talk about the three teams because you have the Titans, the Bills, and the Packers. The Bills and the Packers both sat there in the NFC and AFC championship game. They were one game away from being in the Super Bowl. The Titans in a different story. I feel like that's more heartfelt, kind of as you mentioned, the familiarity with Mike Vrabel and playing, and they're just a familiarity with the Titans, right? I mean, he played the Titans twice a year his entire career. Out of those three teams, if you're J.J. Watt, let's strip Titans away from it. 
What do you think the best situation is out of these three teams? Man, um, yeah, I, that's why I come up with the tough questions. That's okay, Jack. that's okay though, because I mean, you know, you look at let's let's look at the other two teams first. Green Bay, they've got a great defensive line already. You saw them splurge um, a couple off seasons ago to get Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith. They drafted Rashawn Gary, so there's a lot of pieces up in Green Bay that you throw JJ Watt in and. Not that he's a complimentary piece by any means, but I mean, that's, you, you know, he's not going to have to play every snap. The the pressure, you know, he's got other guys taking up double teams and all, all of that kind of stuff. So Watt would be in one-on-one -on -one situations more often in Green Bay than he would in Tennessee. In Buffalo, you have a defense that, uh, you, you have a really strong defense up there. The secondary is solid. Tredavious White, amongst others, um, lock down the back end and kind of give more time to the you know, the front seven to, to get to the passer. But down in Tennessee, you don't really have either of those things. You don't have a secondary, a secondary that can kind of bide you some time to get to the passer. But you also don't really have, outside of Vic Beasley, another guy to take attention away from you. With that being said, his relationship with Vrabel is very important. Um, I, I, I think the best situation for Watt probably would be in Green Bay. But the Titans make as much sense as any. And what the Titans add that those other teams don't is they, they play Houston twice a year. They get to go to Houston, you know, every single season. And I'm sure Watt would love to show back up in NRG uh, with a big game, maybe sack Deshaun Watson or whoever the hell is going to be the Texans quarterback this year. I, I, I think that that is also important for him. Yeah, I think it comes down to familiarity and then it comes down to money, obviously. We're going to get into the money section and get – uh, more you guys involved. I thought Kevin had a pretty interesting comment on Facebook. He says, JJ plus Clowney equals a Super Bowl appearance. You know, Jadeveon uh, Clowney is going to have to take less money. Now, Austin and I have a bet that the loser has to dress up as a clown on this show, and I really hope that I do not have to do that. And the price is 6.9. So if he signs for 6.9 or less, then I have to dress up for a clown uh, as a clown. I think Clowney is going to yield a lot more money. I think he he was in the twelve million dollar range last year for a single year. I think he's 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 more expensive than seven and above. JJ Watt and Jadeveon Clowney are really expensive pieces. Here's the problem, Jack, and you mentioned it. Now Vic Beasley is gone. Yeah, Harold Landry is what I meant there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, but and I and I understood that. Yeah. Harold Landry is a very nice pass rusher. I, he's not a great pass rusher, but he is a nice up-and-coming pass rusher. I think, but he hasn't had any help. I don't think that we've we saw Shane Bowen talk about how he needed to play less snaps and he played more last year, right? Because of the situation. I I I am not surprised that Tennessee is a part of these three teams. I'm not. When you talk about Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. And, and Buffalo and Josh Allen and what they've built, these are competitors. Like these, they are competing for Super Bowls. And I think the tie from Houston to Tennessee and that rivalry, I think that goes a long way with JJ. Yeah, no question. I mean, he, he seems like a guy who holds, look, he, he, he's not only a Hall of Fame player, but what he does off the field in Houston, you know, raising over $40 million for, for Hurricane Harvey relief, all of that kind of stuff. He loves he, – he wants to get back to Houston. He wants to pop up, show his face in Houston, no matter where he ends up. But, I look, 
when it comes down to money, money's a whole different issue. Um, but you also can't look at the salary cap and say, we can't, you know, this is the, ex the exact limit. We can't spend any more than what the salary cap is allowing us, which this year is going to be around $182 million. Um, you look at overthecap.com, 13 teams are projected to be over the spending limit in 2021. But eight of those teams made the playoffs last year. So that kind of goes to show, look, you got to spend some money to, 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 to make it deep in the playoffs. And granted, J.J. Watt, yes, he's – look, the injury issues are there. He's missed 32 of the Texans' last 80 games. That's 40% of the time in the last five seasons J.J. Watt hasn't been able to go for the Texans. That's definitely concerning. But you see the year he had last year. He played the whole season. He had five sacks, 14 TFLs, two forced fumbles, and a pick six. Um a stat that also shows up and jumps off the page to me. Seven passes defended. You ask, where well, where would that rank on the Titans? Well, seven passes defended would be tied with Kevin Byard. <laughs> so, so not only does he, you know, add, add the, the five sacks, which would rank second, just a half sack behind Landry. Uh, the, the TFLs, he would be first on the Titans last year. For, forced fumbles, he'd be tied with Jayon for the lead. I mean, there, there's a lot to like not only with, with his ability off the edge, but also what he can do with his big hands, his long arms to, to disrupt passers. I, the money, I think you can figure out and make work. The salary cap is a mere suggestion. It is not an end-all, be-all. You, you can kind of manipulate that and move some money around to make J.J. Watt happen. So let's talk about that money. This is where we get everybody else involved. Here's the question, and it all stems from what happened this morning with Diana Rossini. Diana Rossini reported J.J. Watt has received several offers from teams. The best offer he has received right now is between $15 and $16 million per year. So the question we are asking you guys is, would you pay J.J. Watt $15 to $16 million per year to be a Titan? That's the question. Yes, no, why in the comment section, whether you're watching on Twitch, you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, go in the comment section. Would you pay J.J. Watt 15 to $16 million per year to be a Titan? We'll get to your comments, but first, I want to tell you guys about Mandu. Mandu, I said on Tuesday, I got, I got rock solid right there in the biceps because five hours only really took 15 minutes. That's the best part about Mandu. And your first workout is free. They are popping up all over the country. Look at mandu.com to see if there is a location in your area. They are the pulse of fitness. It is a new way of working out. Austin and I have been doing it for two years. We've been getting results. And your first workout is free. There's really no reason not to try it. That's mandu.com. Go there. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you. And it will change your life. Let's talk about BetMGM. Guys, go ahead and download the BetMGM app. Sign up today. Use code ATOZ Sports. That's A to Z Sports. You'll receive a risk free bet up to $600. If you win it, that's great. $600 extra dollars for you. If you lose it, hey, no harm, no foul. They're not going to count on against you. You get your money back. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Go sign up. Download the app now. Yeah, and you must be 21 or years older, must be present in Tennessee for gambling problems support. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Jack, real quickly before we get to the comment section, I had a hell of a night last night on Bet MGM. Yeah. I I hit I had about 7 bets out. I hit 6 of those. 
Really? That's a yeah, good and look, I, so, that, doesn't, that doesn't happen all the time, you know. That's, I know. I had a really a good man. night trying to, to to follow that up. NBA action was good to me, and I actually won an NHL game, which was kind of crazy. Okay. The question, though, that we're asking based on what Diana Rossini said. So the and, and we've got a lot of we've got different answers, which is good. But would you pay JJ Watt fifteen to sixteen million dollars per year as a Titan? Jack, we will get to your comment and what you think here in a second, but let's go to the chat. Loke Dog says no. Lorenzo McNeil 1 says no. But Titan Superman 47 says in a heartbeat. Stephen Wood says hell no. Dustin says yes. Steven says yes. TJ says yes. Scott says no. Matthew goes with no. So now we're kind of going back and forth. We've got yes coming in from David. Uh, nope from Tommy, 100% from Kevin Tubbs. No way I'm out from Dustin. Mark Peach goes no. Johnny goes no. Ethan says no. That's money needed at Edge Rusher. And J.J. Watt, look, at 30-plus, he's a different He's a different pass rusher than he was. He impacts the game, but he's different. Kane says no. Larry goes no. Joseph says yes. Surprisingly, a lot of no's. Daniel coming in there with no. Daryl says hell no with about 15 exclamation part points. Uh, Deborah says yes. Uh, and then Orlando <laughs> says I'd pay him $11 trillion. Now, I, I don't know if the like that. that to spend. Billy Jones goes yes. A ton of comments here, Jack, yeah. in, a, uh, in, in a, a question that is – I think very important because of the connection to J.J. Watt and the problems the Titans have. I'll ask you this question. Would you pay J.J. Watt 15 to $16 million per year as a Titan? And I'll preface this, Jack. Knowing the Titans' salary cap situation, it is important. You can maneuver around. But $15, $16 million, would you pay it to J.J.? I pay it to J.J. I pay it to J.J. You know, look – you have to also look at the edge rushers on the market. You got Judon, you got Ngakwe, Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, you, you know, there's there's a Carl Lawson's been a, a cheaper name rumored. Judon. Uh, there, there's a few other options, and they'll probably all come around. Bud Dupree, all come around in that same price range. That you know, it'll, it'll come in the teens. And look, you're probably overpaying for Watt. And there's a lot to be concerned about with injuries. But after a healthy season last year. You got to think that okay, maybe he, you know, you look at some of the surgeries he had. He had a couple back surgeries. That was a big problem a few years ago, but he seems to have gotten over that. I, I, I just think Watt is too valuable not to take this chance on. You know, he's not the he's not the Jadavian Clowney where effort is in question every now and then. He he doesn't have that. You you won't get those problems with JJ Watt. You don't have to worry about him showing up and and you know playing every snap like it's his last. He's gonna do that. That's his reputation. Uh, the production, I think, is enough to to maybe to, to validate that 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 amount of money. Uh, it's look, it's five and a half sacks last year. It's it's not it's not overwhelming. Okay, you know, there's a lot more production that you could probably pay for when you look at Judon and some of those other guys in Gakwe, um, Bud Dupree when healthy. But I, I think you have to roll out the briefcase, break open the briefcase for JJ Watt, bring him here. He adds more than just, you know, a pass rusher. He adds more than sacks. You know, he's great against the run. We mentioned his his, his long arms batting down passes at the line. It's, he's, a, he's a veteran. He's a, he's a veteran in the locker room, in a locker room that last year looked like, you know, you didn't know who 
who was really the leader on that defense. I think J.J. Watt, you bring him in and immediately he leads. He can show a lot of those younger guys on that line. You, you got Landry and Jeff Simmons and a couple others. He could really set a, you know, he could get those guys right. J.J. Watt is more than a pass rusher for the Titans, and that's why I think you pay him the money. All right, Jack. Good points, but I go the opposite direction. I do not pay him 15 to $16 million. I will pay a pass rusher 15 to $16 million, but his age is concerning to me. The Titans Super Bowl window doesn't align with J.J. Watt's window, in my opinion. You need to go out Inakwe or Judon or Lawson. I want a 25, 26, 27-year-old. I don't want a 30-plus. J.J. Watt is 32, basically 33. He's like my age. I, I, I don't want to pay that. If I want to pay that type of money, I also think the experience from getting burned by Jadavion Clowney, now every player in every circumstance is different, but I, I think they need youth. They don't need age. And you're not going to take a, another risk like Vic Beasley, a character risk. And all the guys that we're talking about aren't character risks. Like, Inakwe was unhappy, right? Like, he didn't like the situation he was in with the Jags were doing. So then he went to Minnesota and then got traded to a contender in Baltimore. But I like, I like youth in this situation. That is, I think, priority for me. And so 15 to $16 million, which is top of the line, you're not going to pay 17, 18, $20 million to a pass rusher. There's not anybody out there that will yield that type of money, in my opinion. So if you're going to pay 15 to 16, I want to pay for 25, 26, 27 years of age. That's important to me. But the Titans Super Bowl window only has, you know, two, three years max left on it. And that's that's all you need out of JJ Watt is a couple years. I, I think that their windows. Does he do have that? Yes, I think so. If you look at what he did last year, I think there's no question he can do that. Their 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 windows completely aligned, almost with perfectly. his injury history and yes. him getting older. Yes, no doubt. Well, look, that's a that's a concern. But you saw him kind of squash that last year. One year season. doesn't squash. Look, anything. it's 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 the most recent year we have on record to go off of. And you only need two years out of him. Like I said, look, the Titans window isn't going to last five years. So whether you go younger or not doesn't really matter. You want a guy who, who can win with you now. And that's what J.J. Watt provides. I think J.J. What about the edge side of it, right? J.J. Watt's speed, I mean, at 30, he doesn't have the speed that he used to. Now, look, he's got the drive and he has the ability and has the skill. I, I still think that is there. But – what about on the edge? Isn't you know you need edge rushers? He that's is fine. not that. Well, but look, that's fine. And you don't. Another thing is usage. You know, we talked about Landry being. Uh, you, you know, his usage was through the roof last year, and maybe that kind of dug into some of his production. Uh, what you, you can't use? Why are you going to pay fifteen to sixteen million dollars on a 32, 33 year old pass rusher that you really? should not use that often. If you go get Lawson or Inakwe, that guy's like a young bull. Turn that man out to pasture and let him stud. You don't have to worry about him breaking <laughs> his hip or, 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 or injuring himself. You let him loose. And that's what I think that they have lacked. They have lacked the experience 
uh, of a 25, 26, 27-year-old that has been in the league for a couple of years and can can ride. Like I just don't understand. J.J. Watt is proven. This is a guy who who's made five Pro Bowls. He's a five-time All-Pro player. You 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 mentioned Carl Lawson. Who look, he's the skill and the potential is through the ceiling. Um, but you, he's not a sure thing. He's not a surefire bet. Is J.J. Uh, Watt a sure thing? At no, this point look, in no, his of course he's not. When you talk about the torn pec and the back surgeries and everything, there's there's plenty of you, you know red flags around that, but they're a lot different than, say, Clowney's red flags last year. You're going to get 100% out of Watt. You don't ever have to question you know, Watt's effort on the field. It, I, while Watt isn't the perfect signing, I don't think he is perfect because, look, he's, he's on the back nine of his career. But I don't think he's on hole 17 or 18. I, I think that there's a lot of – look, there's still time for J.J. Watt to be a successful defensive end in this league. I, you only need him for really just one year. I think you can get a perfect – one year is the perfect deal for the Titans and Watt because after that year, you're not committed to him. You you know, if injuries pop up, look, it's, it's see you, thanks for coming by. Uh, we're going to move on to the next guy. You're not committed that deep, and you have a year to figure out if this works. And if it does, the reward is huge. You know, you'll you'll probably make a run in the playoffs. You at least have the pass rush to do so. There's still issues in the secondary that you kind of have to shore up, and and some issues in the linebacking area as well. But I, I think that Watt is definitely worth the, worth the risk. It is Sports. We are here live with Jack Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our to- Tighten Up podcast and the podcast network we've got great podcasts going on there him and austin huff do an outstanding job if you are a titans fan and you want a different spin on titans coverage jack gentry and austin huff and i'll talk you guys up because it is a hilarious show it <laughs> there's inside jokes you start to become a part of the tighten up community tighten up podcast make sure you subscribe jack and and Austin Huff do a great job there. To quickly recap what we've been through, yesterday, John Clayton said J.J. Watt won't be coming to Pittsburgh, talking about the Steelers. Tennessee, Green Bay, and Buffalo are the three teams. The Raiders are the dark horse. Other teams still are involved, but those are the leaders in the clubhouse right now. This morning, Diana Rossini reported J.J. Watt has received several offers from teams. Best offer so far, not knowing what team that is, is between $15 and $16 million per year. Per sources, I think we had a mixed bag. Look, obviously on the show, Jack, you said yes, I said no. I saw a lot of that in the comment section too. So it's not just like a 100% Titans fan saying, go get Watt, pay him the farm, do whatever you can. He's an intriguing character, right? And I think you get, you know, he's, as we talked about, he's the opposite of Jadeveon Clowney and Vic Beasley. Like he's character first, right? He's a guy that's going to give you 100%. He's going to help your locker room, not hurt your locker room. And that also, I think, is intriguing with Mike Vrabel as the linchpin in this deal, right? Because Mike Vrabel is a players-type coach who has coached J.J. Watt before. Yeah, that, that's a big part of it as well. J.J. Like, Watt's more than a pass rusher. You know, he, he he's, more, he's multi-talented. Watts, Watt is an interesting idea, and I think a lot of people would be on board with him if that price tag was maybe 13 to 14 instead of 15 to 16. I agree. It, I think it, I changed my mind 
a little bit if it's 13 to 14 or 12 to 14 instead of 15 to 16. And you know what, Jack? Here's something that we haven't really thought about is J.J. Watt could take less money to go to a preferred team, right? Exactly, exactly. Look, that You can't rule that out just because he's been offered 15 to 16. I don't think that J.J. Watt's necessarily in a financial position where he's going to take the highest offer over the best setting for him. Uh, so that's another thing to consider. Money may not matter as much to him now as it did maybe five years ago on his last deal. Uh, so so that's, a, that's something the Titans could use in their favor as well. Uh, overpaying a guy that's 32 is, look, it, it's concerning. It, it, it is a huge, a huge risk considering his injury history. But I think if that tag, if, if that price tag was 13 to 14, I think 85% of the Titans fans would be on board. I do. I, I think that they flip. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think that their tune changes if, in fact, the price goes down. So let's kind of talk about that because you talk about price and the situation John Robinson has this team in. So let's let's play a hypothetical game and get, get some people involved. If J.J. Watt is, in fact, signed, we won't put a price on it, your defense is still, uh, let's just say, less than adequate, right? I mean, Shane Bowen no still has uh, an uphill climb this coming year. Uh, to, to get the defense better than it was. Let's take two pieces and pin them against each other and see what you would say, what I would say, and what everybody else would say. If J.J. Watt was signed, pick one to keep. And I'm curious about this because you have a defensive lineman and you have a guy who just joined the team in a trade last year. Pick one, Desmond King or Daquan Jones. If JJ, you can only keep one. This is a inside the Ooh. Titans roster type question, but I, I am very, very intrigued to see where a lot of people go. But first, before we get to those questions, I am going to talk talk about Calvin and Subtle. Look, I I I preview and showcase a hardwood floor each day on the show. Calvin and Subtle can hook you up with an unbelievable deal on brand new hardwood floors 615-448-6414 that's 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com if you are in middle tennessee they've got you covered it's so easy go to your wife and be like look let's not sell this house let's upgrade this house let's renovate this house with some brand new hardwood floors calvin and subtle one to two weeks after you pick out your perfect hardwood floor i've helped you out look i just featured this bad boy this rivoli Dark, a little bit darker of a tint of your hardwood floor pairs nicely with an all-white kitchen. I'm telling you, it it would pop, and your wife would be happy. Happy wife, happy life. CalvinAndSubtle.com, 615-448-6414. BetMGM, going to talk to you guys about that again. Look, I've signed up. I'm a user. It's such an easy app to use. Sign up with promo code A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports. With a $600 risk-free bet, you win it. Good, you get that money. If you lose it, no problem. You get that money back. Uh, look, it's, it's a very easy app to use. There's a lot of games going on. We got the NBA, the NHL, uh, college basketball. Uh, so so many sports are in full swing right now. There's so much to bet on. I know you want to make money from your couch. It's easy. All you have to do is download BetMGM and use promo code A to Z Sports. I'm running red hot on my BetMGM app. You know, I started with $500 and this has been documented. I got, I'm over 2,600 right now. 
So I, my profits are high right now. I may pull out a thousand, go celebrate, you know, who knows, and then get back to it. Bet MGM, use that promo code A to Z sports. Question we're talking about is we're talking about Daquan versus, versus King. And I, I love this question and props to, to, to Jack beforehand for coming up with it. Desmond King or Daquan Jones, you have to pick one. Let's go to the chat, then then Jack. Let's hear what you have to say. G Man on base says King, King from uh, Sanford. Tommy says King. Daquan Jones by far from Bobby. Dennis says King. King coming in from Titans. Daquan Jones all day. I love when like one comment is just one hundred percent one way, and then another comment is the complete opposite. Desmond <laughs> King from Stephen. Brent says Desmond. Chill mode says Devman King, King, King. Jones coming in from Terrence. Zach says King. Yannick says Daquan. Lane says Daquan. King there. Jordan says Daquan for sure. So another mixed emotion. You've got King only because of positional needs right there from Jake. Jack, what do you think? Oh, man. Well, looking at this chat, yeah, look, there's a lot of Kings. Um, uh, also I got called a ginger J Rome. What the hell, man? It's dirty blonde. Um, look, so between Daquan and Desmond, I think if you bring Watt in, you're already bolstering the defensive line, your secondary, you have Malcolm Butler. Who's, who's not getting any younger. You have a Dory Jackson who was on track. Look, the trajectory for a Dory prior to last year was going, you know, it, it was, it was, it was soaring, but last year he kind of, with injuries and everything, he didn't really seem like himself. You drafted Christian Fulton. Um, but with Watt coming in, I think you can – I think Daquan becomes more expendable. Uh, I think Desmond King is the right answer. you got to keep Desmond King because at the end of the day, who do you have to go through to get to the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs and their 4 by 100 track team of wide receivers that they have up there. You need, <laughs> as, you need as many guys to cover some of, some of the receivers that they have as possible. And Dory Jackson didn't look like a sure thing last year. Malcolm Butler, you can count on, but he's expensive. Do, do they do they elect to maybe cut Malcolm and save $10 million and keep Desmond King? That way you get to bring in a, you know, another edge rusher, not just J.J. Watt, or a big-time receiver. There's a lot you can do. A lot of money can be moved around to make something work. But between those two guys, if you're bolstering the pass rush with J.J. Watt and maybe you go out and draft another guy on the defensive line, I think you're fine to move on from Daquan. I, I, I look Desmond King. He showed some flashes last year. He can get it. I, I completely trust Desmond King to get it done. Full offseason, get used to the scheme. I think he fits fits in perfectly with this defense. J Rome apologizes. My bad, Jack. I thought you were Austin with face editing. Come on, J Rome. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good right there. <laughs> I, I, I struggle with this question because of one thing. I thought Des Desmond King is better than Jonathan Joseph, right? I mean, no, well, yeah, come on. Confirmed. Yeah. What does Daquan Jones's absence do to Jeffrey Simmons? That is a that is my concern. Now, I think I think John Robinson, look, he's had good contracts and bad contracts. I thought a really good contract was when he signed Daquan Jones. Again, right? They drafted him out yeah. of Penn State. They signed him to a second contract. And I think it helped ease the transition from Jarrell Casey to Jeffrey Simmons. And that was big 
when Jeffrey Simmons was coming off of an ACL, right? We, that transition was massive. That's, you talk about, they talk about continuity, 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 defensive continuity. Uh, I'm going to be tired of that effing word by the end of the year. And if they're slaw, I'm going to destroy the defensive <laughs> continuity and call for the head of one Shane Bowen if things are not done correctly. That's just how I work. That's how things should work. But the back half of their defense, I think the the whole catalyst is what you said with Malcolm Butler. Is Malcolm Butler there? If he is, for how much? Is, are you paying him? Are you paying him the salary, or are you having him restructure, or are you cutting him altogether? And that so all of these, all of that being said, I thought Daquan's contract was correct. That ran up. You are going to have to go find yourself another Daquan. Yeah, you're going to have to draft another Daquan, right? And so I choose my final answer is Desmond King because that secondary, as you said, not only do you have to, to go against the track team of the Kansas City Chiefs that, let's just be honest, won't play a lot of the games like they played against Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. They will not not score a touchdown, I don't think, in another game in the next two years. But you have to deal with Buffalo. Josh Allen's getting better. Like Carson yeah. Wentz, we haven't had a chance to talk a lot about Carson Wentz. It's a wild card. Carson Wentz could go back to the best year that he had with Philadelphia under Frank Wright next year. We don't know. Like you're going to have to deal with a lot more teams. Vegas is getting better. Like they're on the cusp. Now, can they get over that cusp? I don't know. Lamar Jackson ain't going anywhere. You're going to have to deal with him. So I, I, I still, I, my answer is Desmond King, but. I worry about the impact of your best. Let's just face it. Your best defensive player is Jeffrey freaking Simmons. No doubt. That, that's the best player you have on your defense. No doubt. And you can't afford to cut Malcolm Butler, no matter how much money you save. That cannot be an option. You do everything you can to restructure that it's deal. Definitely but no, on the table, means, though. By no means do you cut Malcolm Butler. That is not that is not how the Titans will get a Super Bowl. If you want a Super Bowl, you got to keep Malcolm Butler. But when when thinking about Daquan Jones, you have to consider, did you see enough from Tier Tart? Do you trust in Laurel Murchison to come in and get the job done? There's there's a lot of unproven guys behind Daquan Jones, and I think that's a big issue. You don't have the depth at that position that you'd like to feel comfortable enough to move on. Like when they moved on from Casey, they they were they were confident in Simmons to get the job done. Granted, Simmons came in out of the draft with a knee injury and had to he missed a good chunk of the season. But he came in and immediately showed why he was a first-round draft pick. With T.R. Tart and Laryl Murchison, I don't know that you have enough assurance to believe that those guys can get it done if you part ways with Daquan. But with Christian Fulton already, you know, he, he, look, he didn't get to play a full rookie season. Adoree Jackson was shaky at best last year. Do you want to keep Daquan and then draft another member of the secondary a young rookie who's going to take some time to get acclimated. Where are you going to draft him, though, Jack? That's the That's issue. That's the thing. They're, the Titans have so many defensive needs already. You can't I, draft. I, they will not draft uh, uh, a guy at that position worth a damn. And that's what I'm saying. Right he, out of the gate. He could become that. And that's why that's why Desmond King is the right answer here. You could maybe draft, find a hidden gym and an interior defensive lineman, but you're not going to find a guy who can step in and immediately contribute on an NFL field in the secondary, in the mid-rounds, the four, fifth, you know, in those type of rounds. 
So that's why Desmond King's the right answer. And look, Daquan Jones has been a great Titan. I think we, we I think a, a lot of Titans fans appreciate what he's done here, but the NFL's a business, and the Titans are in the business of winning a Super Bowl right now. I don't think that they can afford to give Daquan Jones another contract when there are more glaring issues on that side of the ball. Uh, Rob brings up a good point in Rashawn Evans needs to take a big step. The fact that he hasn't already really is yeah. is hamstringing this uh, this defense along, right? They, they can't do – that piece is – I mean, it's the core. It's the core of your defense. Really, really good defenses have a middle linebacker like the Bears. The Bears, Mr. Trubisky's no good, but their defense is extremely good. Why? Because of their middle linebacker that they drafted out of Georgia. Yeah. Right? I, so, and, I, you know. Look, and Rashawn Evans is another concern in his own right. Uh, what I really liked last year, and uh, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but David Long. David Long was a later round draft pick. He showed that he's capable of stepping in if, if he needs to fill in at the linebacker position. Uh, he's great against the run. He showed flashes in big games like Baltimore in the playoffs last season. He had, he had a great finish to this season. I trust him. But you don't want to have a defense that's susceptible to the rush up the middle. They have enough issues in pass defense. If you do part ways with Daquan Jones, if that's the route you elect to take when you bring on, bring on Watt or whatever edge rusher they choose to bring in, you've got to make sure that guy who comes in is ready and capable or capable of contr contributing immediately. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've talked a lot about defense. Jack Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast. Make sure you check them out. They they podcast once a week, right in the middle of the week, and it is really really good. Plus, subscribe to our YouTube channel. They put up their interviews up there. Jack and Austin Huff. They have a different take on the Titans. And if you're a Titans fan, you're going to get the inside jokes. They're going to talk about old school Titans. They get really good interviews. That Jack, go ahead and mention some of the guys that you've had on the Tighten Up podcast. Man, we've had some good ones. Lately, we had uh, Braden Gall was our last one. That's out now. Go check that out. He was great. And uh, we kind of we kind of questioned him about just about every angle of the offseason. We had Darren Bates the week before. Hilarious. Darren Bates is, look, that guy is a lightning rod. Um, and he really has no filter. That was a good one. We had Young Buck. Um, formerly of G-Unit, a rapper that used to be with 50 Cent. <laughs> they, they toured together. He was really fun. Drew Bennett is always great. We've had him a couple times. Look, we've had plenty of great guests. Go check them all out. Um, but listen to this week's with Braden Golf first. We cover everything Titans offseason. I think you guys will be really interested in that one. Let's go to the uh, offensive side of the football. Another good question by Jack. What's more difficult, replacing Corey Davis Ooh. or replacing Janu Smith? Man, that's that the question. Sticky. That's the question we're going to ask you guys in the chat. Make sure that you comment in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What's more difficult, replacing Corey Davis or replacing Janu Smith? But first, I'm going to tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. If you have had – a lot of people have been slip-sliding around from last week in the snow – you talk about the Bone and Joint Institute. That that is one of those things where you can you have to make sure that you go to the right person, the right doctor. Well, Austin and I's doctor are right there at the Bone and Joint Institute. Doctor Thomas has operated on my shoulder. I had a torn labrum years ago. He fixed me up. 
They are trusted, and it's a whole new way in a state-of-the-art facility, the Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin, Tennessee. Don't fumble on your recovery. You go in there. They're, you're, they're, they're, if you're insured, they've got you covered. They will work with you. Bone and Joint Institute. Check them out there in Franklin, Tennessee. Bet MGM, guys, go ahead and download that app, whether it's now or after the show. Just stick around with us. We'll, we'll be done here in a little bit. But after the show, go ahead and download Bet MGM if you haven't already. Use promo code A to Z Sports. If you do that, you'll get a $600 risk free bet. Um, and look, there's a lot of action tonight. You got to get in on it now. Uh, it's a really easy app to use, really easy app to win money on. So go ahead and download Bet MGM. It's the king of sports books with promo code A to Z Sports. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is a great time. Download that app and then make sure you use that promo code uh, to get the deal and the promotion that we were talking about. Janu or Corey? Corey or Janu? The question is not who you're going to keep. It is who is more difficult to replace, right? It's a whole different question. Who is more difficult to replace? Janu Smith, you saw in five games Five stellar performances, five touchdowns early on in the season. Lawan tears his ACL, and Johnu's role changes. Corey Davis had his career year. Now, I have my opinions about Corey Davis overall. He's number five overall pick. He did not live up to expectation. But what have you done for me lately? Well, really, he got hurt in the last game. But overall, lately of the year, Corey Davis had his best year. He was almost a thousand yard receiver. And he really started to connect with Ryan Tannehill. Jack, I'll let you kind of go to the comment section. You can read some of those. But the question is, who is more difficult to replace, Jonu Smith or Corey Davis? Man, uh, look, we got Apollo saying Jonu is going to be hard to replace. Both great blockers, but Jonu, I guess, here. Uh, the thing about wide receivers is if their best attribute is blocking, which it's not. Corey Davis is a fine receiver. Then, you know, uh, then something's up. Janu is more valuable. We can draft or sign a wide receiver that gives us what Corey has. That's from J. Rome. Um, Janu, because he's more versatile and provides better yak. Davis also had a, a good blocks for AJ down the field. Yes, we get it. AJ or Corey Davis is a good blocker. Contract Corey, Janu. Look, you guys are all over the place. It's split. A bunch of our questions have been pretty split today. But for me, I think that Janu is more difficult to replace. Now, the easy response to that, the easy counter is, well, what about Anthony Ferkser or Michael Pruitt? Those guys, their receptions are not the same as what Janu does. Janu, before Taylor LeBond's injury, 18 catches, 221 yards, five touchdowns. That was in four games before LeBond went down. Now, he only finished the season in 15 games with 450 and eight touchdowns, but his production significantly tapered off. After Lawan's injury, that's because they asked him to stick around and block more. I, I, I look, Janu is, is, I think, a top ten tight end in the league. And if you'd ask people week four, if you'd ask fantasy managers uh, around week four last season, uh, Janu Smith was a, a must start. He was on fire, just on a tear. Uh, with Corey Davis, it, it, inconsistency. It, he's been consistently inconsistent uh, as a Titan. I think he's going to be able to get more money elsewhere. And so I do think the likelihood that he walks is, is strong. Uh, Corey finished 19th in receiving yards last year. But there are a few free agent wide receivers that you could bring in and replace him with that I think would produce about the same. 
Marvin Jones, he finished 20th in catches. Aguilar right behind him. Will Fuller from the Texans. Curtis Samuel from the Panthers. All of those guys had more touchdowns than Corey last year. Look, Corey Davis averaged, in his career, he averages 51 yards per game. That is not exactly the same amount of production you want from a fifth overall pick. But look, 51 times 16, 816 yards. You've got to find a receiver on the free agent market who can come in and give you 800 yards. And I think that that's how you replace him. And Look, I don't think that that's necessarily hard. But when you look at Jonu Smith, he was the favorite toy in Arthur Smith's toy chest as a a Titans offensive coordinator. You'd see him lined up in shotgun next to Tannehill. Uh, You would see him get handoffs into rounds. Uh, He would be lined up, uh, you know, out wide. There's so much stuff you can do with Jonu. And I I do think that in a year of Todd Downey, I don't think much will change there. I think that Jonu still remains extremely versatile. Uh, If you have a healthy Lawan, you ask him to contribute less chipping and blocking. And that way he can get loose in the pass game. Anthony Ferkshire is fine in the red zone. Michael Pruitt is fine in the red zone. But from end zone to end zone, Jonu Smith is extremely hard to replace. Yeah, I, I think a lot of good points there. I've got some questions on on Johnu that we'll get to here in a second. So I'll start with Corey Davis. I think the college game, you can find wide receivers. Uh, Corey Davis is not a top five pick. Like no. uh, he was, he was when he was selected, right? But now that we know more information, Corey Davis top five picks aren't number two wide receivers, and Corey Davis is a number two wide receiver. So he has not lived up to his expectations. And the hard part is replacing him. You can replace Corey Davis with a draft pick, right? You don't have to go out and pay the $10 million or what plus 12 possibly for a free agent. You don't have to go out and replace him with Allen Robinson. You can find value. The other side of that, though, is the Titans aren't very good at drafting wide receivers besides A.J. Brown, right? Their history shows. No doubt. They're not very good. But – I think you can spend a second round pick or a third round pick on a wide receiver and get some good value. And he comes in and makes an impact. I I don't know what Corey Davis is going to do next year. I don't know. I don't know what his injury was at the end of this year. They protected that very well. So I I think he is replaceable. Here's Janu. I think the idea is you franchise tag him, Uh, right? I mean, it's $10.1 million for one year. You would probably have to pay him eight anyway or around there if you signed him to a contract. What's $2 million more? And you keep a guy who, as you said, Jack, blocks, runs fast, catches, good in the open field, team player, doesn't disrupt. He's not – he doesn't have the ego of of others. Like, Jonu Smith fits – what this football team, I think, represents. And you know what? He's developed. That's been the best part. He is homegrown talent, right? They drafted him in the third round of FIU, and he has become what they've wanted him to become. Unfortunate that their left tackle towards ACL and his role had to change. That's not his fault. He stepped up and did the job. Eight touchdown catches. You said, is he a top 10 tight end? That really got me thinking. I thought that was a interesting comment. you don't think so well so i, I went back when and he's I looked, healthy and everything's right you don't think he's a top 10 no no well so I, I i think i came to the conclusion that he's either 
nine, eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, look, it's closer to, to ten than it is one, no question about it. So here's where I'm at. Like, here are the 100% better tight ends than John o. Smith. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, right? There's three. Mark Andrews, Mike Gusecki in Miami, I think Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant are better. So now we're at eight. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know about Noah Fant. Um, I, I, look, Jonu Smith is definitely uh, some of those Noah guys. Fant, if, if Noah Fant had Ryan Tannehill throwing him the football, that guy Robert Tanyan had a great lot. year. Yeah, look, tight end such a weird, a fluky position. So now you have Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, if healthy. There's a lot of guys, but Jonu, look, but I, he, I, I think he's right around. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't he's completely fringe. disagree. He's, he's I think he's right fringe. around eight, nine, ten. But when you, but when you saw the production he had when he got to when he was in his element last year before the Lawan injury, there was no doubt about it. He was top ten. Uh, that's 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 where my argument comes from. Is you know, and, and he's probably top five most versatile of all of those tight ends. But either way, look, when you franchise tag a guy like John o. Smith, you're essentially it, it, you're leasing him. It's like leasing a car, right? You you know that there's there's some good stuff there. Uh, five star safety rating, maybe maybe that's what Johnu Smith had. Maybe a JD Power Award along with him. You mm-hmm. you know that J the Johnu Smith can contribute, and he's a, he's a solid player to keep around. But in a year where you switch from Arthur Smith, who utilized him so well, to a different offensive coordinator and Todd Downing, and you already have issues uh, issues in house. You, you got to look. You got to remodel the the kitchen and fixing the defensive line. You, you've you've got to renovate the the master bath. You got to got to bring in a receiver, but. Johnu Smith is not really a top priority this offseason in terms of restructuring a deal. The franchise tag isn't something that the Titans use very often either. They've only used it five times in their history, uh, most recently with Derrick Henry. But before that, they didn't use it uh, since 2012 with Michael Griffin. It's not something they like to do, but I think with Johnu Smith, it, it's kind of a perfect storm. You get to you get to have him stick around for another year, see how he see how he develops in Todd Downing's offense. And then make your decision the next offseason. It worked with Derrick Henry. Uh, I, I think it can work with Johnny Smith. I, I think that's what you do. And look, if you let Corey Davis walk, maybe you get a comp- compensatory pick, um, depending on how much he's paid. I, I believe a third round pick is what you might receive. Um, so th- there's another element to that decision as well. Yeah, I, I do want to point something out and just kind of we need to spit some knowledge at um, uh, a viewer. Because it, it needs to be known. It, it just it has to be known. It needs to be known. Clayton, you're crazy, dude. Uh, check, <laughs> take a nap. Check your temperature. But Noah Fant is not just like Anthony Ferkser. Noah Fant, with Drew Locke as quarterback, caught That's the big thing. 562 yards his first year, 673 yards his second year, and has a total of six touchdowns. Anthony Ferkser combined for his first three years barely gets over one year of Noah Fant. So that is wildly incorrect. And Noah Fant has had a better, honestly, years than Jonu Smith. Now, Jonu Smith, the one thing Jonu Smith does that you cannot replace, and maybe Clayton was talking about in jest, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but Noah Fant is greater than Anthony Ferkser. Clayton's talking about his blocking skill. Okay. Well, 
<laughs> There's a lot more that goes into the tight end position than just blocking. And he goes, that's a stretch on Fant. No, no, that was a stretch on 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 what you're saying on Ferk. That's a stretch on Ferk. But John who catches touchdown passes, that's irreplaceable. The one problem with, we talk about Corey Davis, my issue with Corey Davis is he didn't, gra- he didn't get over 1,000 yards in his Titans career, and he didn't catch a ton of touchdown passes. What do we talk about when we talk about Corey Davis? He's a great blocker. That That's not good. That's yes. not good value from a five overall pick. And, and you're right, but another thing has to be, you know, if you do have to replace Corey Davis, which more and more every day it's looking like that will be the case, do you want to go to the draft? And look, this draft is very deep with receivers. There's plenty of receivers. We're both Ole Miss guys. I think Elijah Moore is on our wish lists. But you, you, I don't think you feel comfortable uh, as as, an, as a first year offensive coordinator with you know uh, bringing in a, a rookie wide receiver instead of an established veteran who's been there, done that. The acclimation period won't take long. Uh, he, he he's ready to go once he arrives. I I just wonder how you replace you go about replacing Corey. Um, but yeah, the, between these two, it's to me it's a no brainer. I think you can find another Corey Davis. Uh, John Smiths don't really grow on trees. No, especially if you planted the seed, you watered the damn thing, you made sure that it grew, and now it's reaping fruit, right? Now you're actually eating off of that tree. Do you want to continue or do you want to chop it down and start over? And, you know, that's, that's, that is the NFL life. That is the deal and what you sign up for as a general manager. But, you know, we look at that's a good pick. The problem has been with the Titans, and this happened this week. John Robinson has missed on the big, yeah. big boys. Now he's he's hit on some some good ones with like with Derrick Henry was a stellar second round pick to become the rushing leader. But the Isaiah Wilsons of the world, the Kevin Dodds and the Jadeveon Clownies and the Vic Beasleys, those are massive whiffs, whether you're talking about draft capital or cold hard cash. You know, yeah, um, that that has been an issue with him. And look, it, drafting in the NFL is a very difficult job. I don't want to sugarcoat that, but um, at the same time, it just doesn't seem like John Robinson's had a really high batting average since uh, since kind of taken over with drafting and some of these big free agent signings. Look, some of them have yes, they, some of them have been nice. You got Jeffrey Simmons, AJ Brown, all of these guys. But when you look at your first round pick since he ar- he arrived. Jack Conklin was great. He he walked for more money. That's fine. Corey Davis looks like the same is going to happen to him. Adoree Jackson, man, before last year, you were thinking that that was a big hit. Rashawn Evans, same thing before last year. That was really working. Jeffrey Simmons comes in, and he, he look, you can mold a defense around him. And then, obviously, uh, Panda, um, who is a disaster on an enormous scale. Uh, so – but it seems like if you're a Titans fan and you have these first round picks, you draft in the first round, you're looking for a player who can kind of change the organization. It just seems like more often than not, the Titans are having to pay the piper in the first round. They're they're biting the bullet on some of these guys and in drafting just dudes who aren't built to stick around for two contracts. And in some cases, like last year, uh, maybe even one. Before we move on to the magic bucket and we're talking about Corey Davis. In three years, will Titans fans, and I'll ask you, be critical 
of drafting Corey Davis? Like, what will they think about that pick? Let's say, and it's hard to say now because we don't know his future, right? If he's re-signed or not. So will he be giving more opportunity with this team or less because he goes somewhere else? But how do you think you'd feel in a couple of years about the drafting of five number overall to Corey Davis? Well, I mean, look, it's obviously not what you want out of a, a fifth overall draft pick. I think we can all agree on that. Not one single. So is it a failure? Ooh, if, you, if you're going to put it past fail, uh, I, I think, yeah. Look, if you draft a guy fifth overall, I think it's a failure if you don't bring him back for a second contract. Uh, I, I do. Um, if, it, if it has to be past fail, I think that's a failure. Is it already a failure if you're debating to bring him back for a second contract? Well, it was a failure once you knew A.J. Brown was the number one wide receiver after his rookie season. I, th I think that's when you knew that, damn, you know, fifth overall for a number two wide receiver. Granted, A.J. Brown hasn't even really had time to grow in the NFL. I think that was a concern. But, yeah, pass fail, it has to be a failure. You don't even bring your fifth overall uh, draft pick back for a second contract. That's a failure in my mind. I think if you're debating to bring him back, then it's then you shouldn't bring him back. And Bobby brings up a good point. I want to get it's a fail, but in my opinion, he wasn't a bust. And I think you, I think there is middle ground there between, <laughs> I, a, between a failure and a bust. How is that? I, I disagree with all of my being with that statement. How are you not a bust if you're a failure? Well, it, it's a failure from a long term perspective, but you know, in the years where the Titans were contending, Corey Davis was contributing at a, at a high enough level. Last year, he contributed at a high enough level. That's it. He gave the offense an, a big enough chance to for success. As you know, look, it is a Besides failure that, in he the had... long term. But Corey Davis was not a bust. I don't think was he worth a fifth overall pick? No. That means he was, he's he was a overdrafted. He was overdrafted. Look, I I don't think he was a bust though. I, I just don't think you can label him as a bust. He absolutely is a bust. The only thing that he's done besides this past year, he he helped and he had a great game against Philadelphia at home that went into overtime when Mariota let him back. And he caught two touchdowns against the New England Patriots in New England when Tom Brady ate their lunch the first year after they beat Kansas City with Mariota. Besides that, what are some memorable moments that stick out in Corey Davis's career that have – Nothing to do with 2020. Well, if you exclude I, last year, which I was just gave you two. Year. How many more are there? Well, look, you're excluding last year, which was no doubt about it, his best season. That's what of, I'm saying, though. But you, you, a number over a five overall, overall draft pick can't look, just have I'm, one good year yeah, in his I, last year. I am not a Corey Davis stand. I'm just saying there's a difference between a difference between a disappointment and a bust. I don't think he was a complete bust. The Titans got decent usage out of him. He just didn't live up to the hype, and I think that's very fair. And I would agree with G-Man. Mariota sure didn't help Corey Davis, but I'll say what I always say. Nobody cares, right? We, you, nobody cares who your quarterback is. Tough. Tough that you got uh, unless drafted. You're, unless you're Noah Fant and uh, Zach's on your side and you got Drew Locke throwing the ball to you. I just supported Noah Fant and said his numbers of what he did <laughs> with Drew Locke. Okay, that will look. That's fine, but I'm just saying, you know, you you don't you're, you're labeling Corey as a bust, and I think that's completely unfair. Granted, I don't think he was a, a hit. Noah by any Fan means. has better numbers in his first two years with Drew Locke as a tight end than Corey Davis did in his two years as a number one wide receiver. 
That's fine, and that's fine. And th- those those two players are not meant to be compared. <laughs> that's I'm why I'm saying, comparing them. I'm just saying that, yeah, Corey Davis didn't live up to the fifth overall tag. No doubt, no one's disagreeing with that. But they got solid production out of him last year. He had a career year and really helped the Titans' offense go. I To be a bust, you really can't – in my opinion, a bust is a player who doesn't contribute to a team's success. I don't think we can label Corey Davis as that. What do you call? I can't remember. Um, what do they? What do they? When you get in the Hall of Fame, what do they make of you? Like the the figures? What are those things called? A bust. Yeah, like Corey Davis. Okay. Let's go to the magic bucket now. Please, magic God. bucket. <laughs> magic bucket <laughs> time. Right here on A to Z Sports. This is the first time Jack Gentry has dove headfirst into the magic bucket. This is going to be. Fun, fun, fun in the sun. Magic bucket time here on A to Z Sports. But first, before we get to the magic bucket, I do want to tell everybody about Renner's Warehouse. Renner's Warehouse is Nashville's professional landlords. This is a great deal if you own a rental property or you're thinking about moving out of your house to rent it out, downsizing, whatever you're trying to do, $89 a month, renterswarehouse.com. They are Nashville's professional landlords. You, you see that mailbox down there on the graphic? It's mailbox money. That's what you get when you rent out your house. You get things covered. People are paying your mortgage for it, and you get $89 a month to Renters Warehouse to take care of all of the hardships that it is of becoming really a homeowner, right? And a landlord, they do it for you. It's the best part. That is renterswarehouse.com right here in Nashville, renterswarehouse.com. Jack, you want to tell the fine folks about BetMGM? Would love to. Guys, let's make some money tonight. You know what? Hey, download BetMGM. Use promo code A to Z Sports. You'll get a $600 risk-free bet. Um, and if you download that tonight, uh, let's gamble tonight. Tweet me what you what you take with this with this free bet. I, I want to see you guys use it in action. So promo code A to Z Sports, you get a six hundred dollar risk free bet. Use that. Tweet it at me, Jack A Gentry, where you should be following. Uh, if I can just plug myself there, yeah, um, go and, for and it. Look, hey, hey, it's a platform. Go, go, jump on in. Let, let's win some money tonight. And I'm I'm labeled Austin Stanley, but that is clearly not my name. <laughs> well. Uh- uh, you you are not Austin Taylor. You're filling work. You are up. Oh, boom! Magic right there, there. It is. just like the magic bucket, right there. BetMGM. They are the title sponsor at A Two Z Sports for the promo code. All right, magic bucket time, Jack. I pick. This is the first time I usually Ooh. Austin picks. So now this is. Uh, and you know what? To be fair, it's my sticker week. So, Jack, if you know the rules of. The magic bucket. I will go and look. Some have seen this, some have not. Jack, I don't know if you have. You may not have been watching that day, but I like Jack Gentry. I like the work that he does. Another reason, the reason why I like Jack Gentry is where did you attend college, Jack? The University of Mississippi. Where did AJ Brown attend college? Ole Miss. Yes, he did. We're going for the Rebels today. A.J. Brown, this sticker is going right here on the bucket. Love that. Represent the Rebels. Hotty toddy right there. A.J. Brown. And I get to slap this bad boy. Look, pretty good. A.J. Brown right under 
stay off the weed from Stephen A. Smith. Go, That's so you a gotta great love one. That. You got to love that stuff. All right, Jack, I pick for you. The problem is, is that you have done these. So there will not, there will be one, one pick and you will have to do it. This is it. I don't okay, know what this is. And this goes. Oh man, you got lucky. Love you to hear that. I love to hear that. What is it? This is a submission from Austin's wife, who's I think birthday is today. So happy birthday to Austin's oh, wife. Hey, mine's on Saturday, but who's counting? Oh, well, happy yeah, early right? birthday. Take off your shoe and teach us how to tie your shoelaces. Okay, now? Right, yes, right now. All right, well. Find a shoe. That's the first. Are thing. you wearing a shoe? I'm in socks today. So I mean, he's wearing socks. He's got to go find a shoe. Take off your shoe uh, and teach shoe. us how you tie your shoelaces. And make sure you you put it in front so people the people can see it right there. All right, we're gonna strip it down. We're gonna we're going bare bones here. All right, I'm sure you guys know most of this, but uh, we're gonna Are go you like anyways. Bun- bunny ears guy. Yeah, bunny ears guy, big time. Here, let's go a little lower. All right, hold on, maybe a little lower. All right, look, you're going to grab this. You you got to go through the tunnel, right? Through the yep. tunnel, tighten it. Yep. Then bunny ear. Bunny around ear. Around the bend. Around the bend. Pull it through and squeeze tight, and there you go. That's how you do it. That's a good shoelace tie. Look, through the tunnel, bunny ear, around the bend, pull through. Wow, that that quick and that easy. Was, that was good, and that was that, that was easy. So Jack survives the magic bucket. It is my turn. Before I get to the magic bucket, quickly, I want to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. I drive a Hyundai right outside in the parking lot. Is a beautiful, beautiful black with tan interior 2012 Hyundai Sonata that I absolutely love. It dominates the streets. If you see me on the streets, get the hell out of the way because I am coming. And the reason why is because I got great fuel efficiency, great mileage, and it's a great vehicle. Wilson County Hyundai, you can get a Sonata just like that. That one right outside at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, my turn. Get in there. No cheating. Oh, man. Well, let's see if I can find it up. Oh, it's over there. I have to do, and this will, well, this will happen on Monday. Because as Austin will have to, I made the exchange. When he gave me the magic bucket yesterday at my house, I gave Austin some gum i have to chew some gum from 1990 in my childhood card collection on monday's show (laughs) so there's you know how they have like you know cracker jack boxes have oh yeah in them they're baseball cards there's a piece of gum that is sitting right over there so austin and i will both have to chew a piece of gum from 1990 oh god that doesn't sound fun. No, and that's why I say you got away. What kind of gum is it? Bazooka? What? What are we working with? Uh, no, I mean it's not. There's no brand. It's it's baseball card gum. Oh, baseball and card gum's never good. It is. 
stiff as a board. Let's just say that. So well, look, I, hey, I wish you and Austin the best of luck. Uh, I'm definitely going to tune in for that. But yeah, bubble, bubble gum time on Monday. Uh, but hey, special thanks. Uh, a little golf clap. A golf clap to Mr. Jack Gentry and what work he did today on the show. Make sure you check out the Titan Up podcast. Jack, I'll let you have the floor before we get out of here to promote said podcast. Yeah, Titan Up podcast. Look, hey, we drop Tuesday night at midnight every week. We have phenomenal guests, uh, great interviews. I think you'd all love those. We provide kind of a humorous but also, you know, informative take on the Titans. Love talking Titans with you guys. Love every uh, every listener we have that interacts with us. We've got a few, too. Um, so so we've really liked what we built there. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, at TightenUpPod, on Instagram, at TightenUpPodcast. Uh, give me a follow while you're at it. Jack A. Gentry, shameless plug. I'm here for those. Right there. Uh, hey, I respect it. Jack, great job today. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Adios.